0: As always, welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast. We're based on a monthly theme. I nerd out, but whatever I want. I'm your host, Saint Nicholas. Now, if you couldn't tell from that new intro I just did for this month, we are going to be covering like Christmassy stuff this this month. Uh, Christmas slash anything to do with like like winter, really. Uh, except for the end of the month, where I plan to do like a retrospective of the year. Because hey, you know it's December not only is it getting to be Christmas time, but also we're getting towards the end of the year, you know, the end of 2023. So I think the last episode of this month, I'll do kind of a retrospective and like, hey, this is what I'm proud of this year. This is what I could do better for next year, you know, all that sort of thing. But for right now, we are focusing on Christmas stuff because December is, you know, Christmas time. And today's episode I am going to be actually doing like a a review, retrospective, like, you know, one of those silly things. I'm going to be doing a review of one of my personal favorite Christmas movies of all time, and it's one movie, it's a movie franchise that my wife absolutely hates, but I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Today's episode, I mean, you've already seen the title, so you know what I'm going to say today's episode I am gonna be reviewing Home alone one and two I'm gonna do both of them because both of them had the same actor and frankly the first two are the best ones and I will not accept any other any other opinion other <laughs> than that I'm just I'm just kidding you're free to have your own opinions but yeah I'm gonna be talking about the first two home alone movies but before I get into that, new episodes of this podcast come out every saturday so make sure just do all the things and do all the stuff i mean you should know this by now come on you gotta you gotta keep paying attention (laughs) but with that out of the way let's talk about home alone one and two So, let's get this journey started with the movie that started it all, Home Alone from 1990. Home Alone was directed by Chris Columbus, who, fun fact, actually directed the first two Harry Potter movies as well. It was also written and produced by John Hughes, who was responsible, he was a director for movies in the 80s such as Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he did a lot in the 80s, he did a lot of like notable stuff, and... Right off the bat, I think that's what drew me in initially, because I grew up really loving those 80s comedies, because my parents, you know, really liked them, and I grew up watching those as well. And uh, once Home Alone dropped, I think it's just I felt that familiar sense of uh, comedy and everything. So, I just, I don't know, it drew me in. So, you know, thank you, John Hughes. You knew what you were doing with with Home Alone. Uh, let's see, the movie stars Macaulay Tolkien, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, and Katherine O'Hara, with Macaulay Tolkien obviously playing Kevin McAllister, who on Wikipedia is described as a boy who defends his suburban Chicago home from a home invasion by a pair of robbers after his family accidentally leaves him behind on the Christmas vacation to Paris. Home Alone was distributed by 20th Century Fox, and this is another kicker that really drew me into this movie. The music is done by John Williams, who you might also know from Star Wars. He's, you know, he's responsible for the infamous da 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 da, da, da. you know, that John Williams. Uh, Let's see, it released on November 10th, 1990, (laughs) oddly, in Chicago only, like, they premiered this in Chicago first, before the rest of the country got it, so, Chicago exclusively on November 10th, 1990, and November 16th, 1990, to the, you know, the rest of the country, which, I didn't know that, I didn't know they first exclusively uh, premiered it to Chicago only, which... I guess, you know, the film is based in Chicago, so who, you know, what better place to premiere this movie? Uh let's see. It had a budget of 18 million dollars and brought in at the box office four hundred seventy-six point seven million. Damn, that's a lot of money. Uh here's the thing about John Hughes, his idea for you know his his how he came up with Home Alone. John Hughes conceived Home Alone while on vacation with with Warner Brothers, being originally intended to finance and distribute the film. However, Warner Brothers shut down production after it exceeded its assigned budget. Ooh, Warner Brothers, you made a mistake. Twentieth Century Fox assumed responsibilities following secret meetings with Hughes, Columbus, and Tolkien were hired soon after. Filming took place between February and May 1990 on location across Illinois. Home Alone premiered in Chicago on November 10th, 1990 and was theatrically released in the United States on November 16th. While the film's reception was initially mixed, in later years, reception has been generally positive with praise for its cast, humor, and music. I mean, you know, for most people, if you talk to my wife, she hates the thing, but... You know, we're not talking about her. She can get stuffed. Just kidding. I love you, babe. Home Alone grossed $476.7 million worldwide, becoming the highest-grossing live-action comedy until the release of The Hanover Part 2 in 2011. And this movie is what made Macaulay Culkin a child star. Uh, Moreover, it was the second-highest-grossing film of 1990 behind Ghost. It was nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy and Best Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy for Macaulay Kokin, and for the Academy Award for Best Original Store for John Williams and Best Original Song for Somewhere in My Memory. Home Alone has since been considered one of the best Christmas films. A sequel, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, was released in 1992. We will get to that in a moment. Uh, before we go over the plot, let's go over the cast, shall we? We have McCulloch Culkin as Kevin McAllister, an eight-year-old with a pension for creating harmful inventions. Joe Pesci as Harry, a thief who targets the McAllister's home with Marv. Daniel Stern as Marv, a thief who targets the McAllister's home with Harry. <laughs> Love that description, Wikipedia. Then we got... John Heard as Peter McAllister, Kevin's father. We have Roberts Blossom as Marley, Kevin's elderly neighbor. Who, I, I believe that's the old man that pops up in the movie, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, it's old man Marley. We have Catherine O'Hara as Kate McAllister, Kevin's mother. We have Angela Gothels as Linny Tallister, Kevin's older sister. Devin Rattray as Buzz McAllister. Kevin's oldest brother, who often gets him in the trouble. Uh, Gary Bamman as Uncle Frank Metallister. Peter's rude, cruel, cantankerous, cheap, and selfish older brother. We have... Hilary Wolfe as Megan McAllister, Kevin's older sister. John Tandy as Gus Polinski, a kind-hearted poker musician who helps out the McAllisters. Oh, rest in peace, John Tandy. Uh... Kieran McAllister as Fuller McAllister, Kevin's youngest cousin, which is funny because Kieran is actually Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Uh, Let's see, anybody else in here that people would know? Anybody? Nah, 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 nah. So you got a pretty good cast here. Uh, This is one of the first movies besides uh, Nightmare Before Christmas that I actually saw Catherine O'Hara. Well, actually, no, I think before that, I saw her in Beetlejuice, and then I saw her in Home Alone, but I guess, you know, right off the bat, my favorite characters, Harry and Marv, like, you know, like, I know they're supposed to be the villains in this, but I just, (laughs) I just love them so much, I love what Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern brought to this, it's just, I, I don't know, I really like them, so, anyway, the plot of Home Alone 1... The McAllister family is preparing to spend Christmas in Paris, gathering at Kate and Peter's home in a Chicago suburb on the night before their departure. Kate and Peter's youngest son, Kevin, is frequently ridiculed by his cousins and siblings, particularly his older brother, Buzz. Kevin inadvertently ruins the family dinner after a brief scuffle with Buzz, in which Kevin's airplane ticket is accidentally thrown away, resulting in Kate sending him up to the attic. Kevin berates his mother for allowing the rest of the family to pick on him and wishes that his family would disappear. During the night, heavy winds cause a power outage, disabling the alarm clocks and causing the family to oversleep. In the confusion and rush to get to the airport, Kevin is accidentally left behind. Kevin waits to find the house empty and the family's cars still in the garage, unaware that they had rented vans to take them to the airport. Thinking that his wish had come true, he is overjoyed with his newfound freedom. Later, Kevin becomes frightened by his next-door neighbor, Old Man Marley, who is rumored to be a serial killer who murdered his family. Uh, I am want to pause here quick because I'm going to play that clip because it's actually, like, one of the most notable uh, parts of this movie for me. It's the one where he watch the watch side he's like, I'm not afraid anymore! This is ridiculous. Only a wimp would be hiding under a bed.
1: And I can't be a wimp. I'm the man of the house. Hey, I'm not afraid anymore. I said I'm not afraid anymore. Do you hear me? I'm not afraid anymore. (laughs)
0: I love that scene. It's like probably the most notable scene from Home Alone. Um... Anyway, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Let's see. The McAllister home is soon targeted by the Wet Bandits, Harry Lime and Marv Merchants, a pair of burglars who have been breaking into other vacant houses in the neighborhood. Kevin tricks them into thinking that his family is still home, forcing them to postpone their plans to rob the McAllister home. Kate, you know, being the mom, realizes mid-flight that Kevin was left behind, and upon arrival in Paris, the family discovers that all flights for the next two days are booked and that the phone lines are still down back home in Chicago. Peter and the rest of the family stay in his brother's apartment in Paris while Kate, fearing for Kevin's safety, manages to get a flight back to Stranton, Pennsylvania. She tries to find a flight to Chicago, but all the flights are booked. Kate is overheard by Gus Polinski, the lead member of a traveling polka band who offers to let her travel with them to Chicago in a moving van. Meanwhile, on Christmas Eve, Harry and Marv finally realize that only Kevin is in the McAllister home, and Kevin overhears them discussing plans to break into the house that night. Kevin starts to miss his family and asks the local Santa Claus impersonator if he could bring his family back for Christmas. He goes to church and watches a choir perform, eventually re-encountering Marley, who disproves the rumors about him. Basically, Marley reveals that, hey, I'm not actually a serial killer. I'm just a neighbor. I'm just actually a nice guy. Marley points out that his granddaughter in the choir points out his granddaughter in the choir and mentions he otherwise would not get to see her since she is the daughter of his estranged son. Kevin suggests to Marley that he should reconcile with his son. I just love that. Just like, you know, this guy doesn't even know Kevin. Like, doesn't even know this kid. And this kid just comes up to him. And he just tells this kid, like, yeah, he's my... That's my granddaughter, but I can't see her because my son just won't talk to me. And this kid's like, well, why don't you just go talk to him? And then the old man is basically like, you know what? I will. Thanks, random (laughs) eight-year-old. uh <clears throat> continuing with the plot sorry um <clears throat> i had some pizza rolls for this so my my throat is a little like eh, you know kevin returns home and reds the house with booby traps harry and marv break in spring the traps and suffer various injuries while harry and marv pursue kevin around the house he calls the police and lures the duo into a vacant neighboring house that they had previously broken into Harry and Marv ambush Kevin and prepare to get the revenge, but Marley intervenes and knocks him out with a snow shovel. The police arrive and arrest Harry and Marv, having identified all the houses that they broke into due to Marv's habit, habit of flooding them. On Christmas Day, Kevin is initially disappointed to find out that his family is still gone, but Kate arrives home and they reconcile The rest of the family then returns after waiting in Paris until they could obtain a direct flight to Chicago. Kevin keeps silent about his encounter with Harry and Marv, although Peter finds Harry's knocked out gold tooth. Kevin then watches Marley reuniting with his son, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter before being yelled at by Buzz for destroying his room. And that is how the first Home Alone went, basically. Uh, My thoughts on it... I really, I really liked the first Home Alone. Like I said, my wife is not a fan, but, and I still don't fully understand why, but I really liked the first Home Alone. It, you know, it tried something different. Well, kind of different, I guess. But, you know, it brought Macaulay Culkin into the spotlight and kind of made him a household name. And by extension, making uh, Kevin McAllister a household name. And it's just, it's a classic, you know, it's a classic Christmas movie. Like, what else can I say? Um, let's see. Let's do it on reception before we uh, move on. Let's see. Home Alone. Home Alone grossed $285.8 million in the United States and Canada and $190.9 million in other countries for a worldwide total of Of $476.7 million. Against a production budget of $18 million. Uh, Let's see. Opening weekend. Home Alone brought in $17 million. Across 1,200 theaters. Averaging about $14,211 per site. Let's go to uh, Critical Response. There we go. On Rotten Tomatoes. The film holds an approval rating of 65% based on 113 reviews, with an average rating of 5.9 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, Home Alone's uneven but frequently funny premise stretched unreasonably thin is is buoyed by Macaulay Tolkien's cute performance and strong supporting stars. On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 63 out of 100 based on 9 critics, indicating generally favorable reviews. Uh, another thing that says it says in here under reception is, Home Alone gradually became a Christmas classic. It was praised for its quotable phrases, morals, traps, and main character. Hannah Rose Yee of Stylist called the ending very sweet and praised the store from John Williams calling it fantastic. Uh, Home Alone remains a highly popular Christmas movie in Poland when it is played on Polsat every Christmas Eve. I'm sorry to my Polish audience if I mispronounce that. In 2010, Pulsat did not play Home Alone, which caused over 90,000 people to protest on Facebook. <laughs> my God, God, they really like their Home Alone over there. God, they're just like, you know what? We're just, we're, we don't have the budget. We're not going to play Home Alone. And... Everybody was just like, you fucking what? I beg your unbelievable pardon? In 2016, over 4.44 million Poles, you know, people from Poland, tuned in to Polesat to watch Home Alone. Since the 2010s, its TV trailers even include a tagline that acknowledges this popularity. Christmas without him? It's absolutely impossible. Uh, Julio Makat the film's cinematographer, considers Home Alone his favorite film out of all the projects he shot. It was the favorite film of former U.S. President Gerald Ford. I already, I think I already went over the awards, but, uh, ooh, 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 okay. Here's something interesting. Accusations of Plagiarism. The 1989 French horror thriller film 3615 Code Pierre Noël which is about a young boy who is home alone with his elderly grandfather and has to fend off a home invader dressed up as Santa Claus, has been noted for its plot similarities to Home Alone. 3615 code Pierre Noel, director René Manzor, threatened the producers of Home Alone with legal action on the grounds of plagiarism, alleging that Home Alone was a remake of his film. Pierre Noel was not released in the United States during its original theatrical run in January 1990 and did not become widely available there until 2018. Hmm. Interesting. Let's move on to something maybe a little more interesting. Use in media. The music video for Snoop Dogg's 1994 song Gin and Juice opens with a gag where, after a teenaged Snoop's parents have left him to watch the house in their absence, he places his hands to his face and yells in the manner of Kevin McAllister in the first film, while title comes on screen reading, Homeboy Alone. Now, I want to rewind that for a second. There is a scene in Home Alone where uh, Kevin McAllister, he's like doing all this different stuff, just you know, he's home alone, and he's in the bathroom. He's like getting ready. He's got a towel on, and he's, um, he's like washing his face or whatever, and he takes a thing of aftershave and he like rubs it together and puts it on his face. And he does the infamous stream. Uh, I'll find a clip here if I uh, if I can, if I can find a good clip. I took a shower washing every body part with actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button, which I never did before, but sort of enjoyed. I washed my hair with the don't form the shampoo and use cream rinse for that just wash shine. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. Other than that, I'm in good shape. So that that was a reaction to aftershave that he put on his face. And from what I heard, apparently that wasn't planned. Like, he wasn't supposed to stream. But Macaulay Culkin didn't actually realize that... It would, it would burn a little, so he literally just let out that stream, and I'm sure Crystal Lemus was like, alright, let's keep that in. But uh, where else was Home Alone used? In December 2015, Macaulay Culkin reprised his role as adult Kevin McAllister in the inaugural episode of the Jack Dishel web series, D-R-Y-V-R-S, or Drivers, I suppose, in which a visibly disturbed McAllister recounts his experiences from the events of the first film and subsequently uses his signature tactics against a gunman. In response, Daniel Stern posted a short video reprising his role as Marv, released in conjunction with Stern's Reddit AMA, pleading for support from Harry against McAllister's traps. The 2016 Christmas set horror film Better Watch Out includes a scene where a character who is obsessed with the Home Alone films demonstrates how in real life it would be deadly for someone to be hit in the face with a paint can swung from a distance the season 13 episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia charlie's home alone is intended to be a direct parody of the first home alone film in the episode charlie kelly is accidentally forgotten while the rest of the gang attends super bowl l i forget which one that is it's like 20 something i don't know Charlie mistakenly believes he must protect the bar by setting up traps, only for himself to accidentally activate said traps, nearly preventing, nearly preventing from performing his Super Bowl rituals. On December fifteenth, twenty eighteen, Tolkien made a disappearance as himself in an episode of the Andrew Video Game Nerd to review multiple video game adaptations of the first two Home Alone films, as well as a gameplay session of The Pagemaster with James Rolfe and Mike Matei in the days following that episode's release. On December 19, 2018, Culkin again reprised his role as McAllister in a 60-second advertisement for Google Assistant titled Home Alone Again, which parodies the original film. The commercial contains shot-for-shot remakes of several scenes from the film in which McAllister uses several of the product's functions. The concluding scene involves a command sequence intended to make the house look active, parodying the original rocking around the Christmas tree scene. And the last one they have on here, the 2022 action comedy film Violent Night, references Home Alone several times and character Trudy Lightston, Lightston attempts to emulate Kevin McAllister's funny tactics against the burglars who take her family hostage. God, I just, I guess last thing I gotta say about Home Alone is I really love this movie and I think it's a Christmas classic. But, like every good first movie, it has to have a good second movie and with that We move on to Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Off the bat, I do want to say Home Alone 2 is my personal favorite. I love it so much more than the original Home Alone. I watched this movie religiously as a kid. Not even during Christmas time. Not even just during Christmas time. I watched it, you know, during the summer too, just any time of year. But I I I mean I more so watched it during Christmas, but I would also watch it all year long because you know I just I love Home Alone 2. It's my personal favorite. I remember
1: in that movie, oh, the kid in Home Alone 2, he gets into a stretch limousine on 5th Avenue with a large cheese pizza, and I thought, this is the height of luxury! (laughs) Now I live in New York, and I'm psyched, but that is a stupid movie title. (laughs) Lost in New York, the streets are
0: numbered. (laughs) How'd you get lost in New York? But what is Home Alone 2, you may be asking yourself. Home Alone 2 came out in 1992, again... Uh, Directed by Chris Columbus and written and produced by John Hughes. Let's see. It follows Kevin McAllister as he is separated from his family on their holiday vacation to Florida. This time in New York City where he has another encounter with the Wet Bandits after their escape during a prison riot. Now this, this one has pretty much the same plot or has the same cast rather as the first one with some additions that I'll get to in a minute. But This again, music by John Williams, distributed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, This was released November 20th, 1992. It had a budget of 28 million and brought in 359 million. Let's see. John Hughes finished writing the film by February 1991 after signing a six picture deal with 20th Century Fox. Cogan's return was confirmed in May, and the rest of the cast was finalized soon after. Principal photography took place between December 1991 and May 1992 and was done on location in Illinois and New York, including at the Rockefeller Center and the original World Trade Center. Yeah, this was, I mean, obviously before 9-11, so the World Trade Center is still a thing. Um, then there might be a thing in here that they might have changed it after 9-11, but uh, who knows? We'll get to that in a second. Let's see the cast. Let's go as the cast. Pretty much the same as the first movie with some some notable additions to this one. In this one, we have Tim Curry as Mr. Hector, who is credited in the movie as the concierge, who is the concierge at the Plaza Hotel, who is suspicious of Kevin. Uh, Brenda Fricker, who is the pigeon lady. Oh, God, I love the pigeon lady uh eddie bracken as mr duncan dana ivy as hester stone rob schneider as cedric lee zimmerman as fashion model ralph foodie as johnny uh anybody any more people i should know oh yeah (laughs) i forgot they put this in here donald trump as himself (laughs) oh my god yeah there's a scene in this movie uh so Kevin first gets to New York, right? And he's going through he gets into the Plaza Hotel and he's trying to find the check-in desk. And he stops some random person. He's like, Excuse me, do you know where the where this desk is? And it's Donald Trump. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's over there to the left and Kevin's like, oh, thank you. And then he probably mutters something like, I'm going to be the worst president in all of history someday. Just watch, just watch little boy. You're going to see, I'm going to be the worst president ever. Nobody's going to be worse than me. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot Trump made a cameo in in Home Alone 2. Uh, but anyway, the plot of this one is a, a little different. It has the same kind of flow, but it's a little different. The McAllister family is busy packing up and planning to spend Christmas in Miami, and the evening before departure, they all gather at Kate and Peter's home in Winnetka, Illinois. Their youngest son, Kevin, views Florida as contradictory to Christmas due to its tropical climate and lack of Christmas trees. At a school Christmas pageant, During Kevin's solo, his older brother Buzz embarrasses him. Kevin retaliates by pushing him, which causes the entire choir to fall, ruining the pageant. (laughs) This is uh, one of first uh, Catherine O'Hara's infamous Kevin yells, because like the whole, like I said, the whole choir falls, and it gets really quiet, and then uh, Catherine O'Hara as Kate is just like, Kevin! And then the curtain closes, Um, but later... At the house, when the family gets back together, let's see, Buzz makes a false apology to Kevin, which the family accepts. Kevin refuses to apologize for his retaliatory stunt and berates his family for believing Buzz's lies and for wanting to spend Christmas in Florida. He storms off to the attic, wishing to have his own vacation alone. The next morning, the family oversleeps and rushes to the airport as they did the previous year. Kevin is with them, but he becomes separated from them while carrying Peter's bag and accidentally boards a flight to New York City. Yeah, so they're rushing through the airport and Kevin is really obsessed with uh, getting batteries out and his dad is like, yeah, they're in this bag or whatever. And then Kevin stops to get these batteries out to put them in this uh his like voice recorder thing that he has. But by the time Kevin looks back up, he sees somebody who looks is dressed just like his dad but is not obviously not his dad follows him and accidentally boards a different flight Uh, let's see upon arrival he decides to tour the city and encounter wow they're just skipping a lot here so basically he realizes that he is not in the right city he is in he's in fact landed in new york while the rest of his family obviously landed in florida Uh, Upon arrival, he decides to tour the city and encounters a homeless woman tending to pigeons in Central Park, who scares him off. He uses Peter's credit card to check in at the Plaza Hotel, not knowing that the wet bandits have also reached the city after escaping from prison. On Christmas Eve, Kevin visits a toy store whose kind owner, Mr. Duncan, plans to donate the day's sales proceeds to a children's hospital. After Kevin makes a donation, Mr. Duncan gives him a pair of ceramic turtle doves in thanks, instructing him to give one to another person as a gesture of eternal friendship. After encountering the wet bandits outside the toy store, Kevin eludes them and the concierge at the plaza, and the concierge at the plaza confronts Kevin about his use of Peter's credit card, now reported as stolen. Kevin flees the hotel, but is caught by Harry and Marv. Marv mentions his and Harry's plan to rob the toy store before Kevin escapes by tricking a female passerby into punching the men. This is actually kind of a funny scene because obviously Harry and Marv have Kevin and Kevin uh, looks at a woman in front of him and looks down at her butt and like pinches her butt. So she turns around and sees Harry there and he's just like, hey, and then she punches him or punches him. And then Kevin's just like, he did it. And then punches Marv too. And then Kevin's just like, thanks. And then he runs off. Uh, Earlier, upon landing in Miami, the McAllister family discover that Kevin is missing and file a report with Miami Miami police. After the police trace Peter's credit card, the family flies immediately to New York. Meanwhile, Kevin goes to his uncle's townhouse only to find it vacant and undergoing renovations. In Central Park, Kevin again encounters and eventually befriends the pigeon lady who takes him to Carnegie Hall. She explains how her life collapsed when her lover left her. Kevin encourages her to trust people again. <laughs> Another case of this random kid just showing up to an adult and this adult be like, "Yeah, I got these I got these problems and uh my husband left me and now I got nothing." And Kevin basically just like, "Yeah, well, you just trust people." And this woman's like, "Thank you, random 10-year-old. Uh, how is how old is he in this movie?" Let me go back up to the I gotta go back in the cast, because it said how old he is, yeah, 10 years old, I don't know why I didn't think he was, you know, old, I thought he was older than that, but yeah, I do I suppose that makes sense, in the first movie he was like 8 years old and now he's 10, let's see, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, explain how her lover, her, her life collapses when her lover left, Kevin encourages her to trust people again. After considering her advice that he perform a good deed to make up for his misdeeds, and recalling Mr. Duncan's intent to donate to the hospital, he also remembers Harry and Marv's plan to steal all the cash and decides to prevent the toy store robbery. After ridding the townhouse with uh, booby traps, Kevin catches Harry and Marv in the process of robbing the store, takes their picture, and breaks the front window to set off the burglar alarm. He then lures them to the townhouse where they repeatedly injure themselves in the traps. There's actually one infamous, one that sticks in my head from this movie. Uh, I gotta rewind too, there's there's another scene I want to talk about. There's one part that sticks in my head when he's, you know, leading Harry and Marv through traps. I believe it's, uh, I believe it's Marv. Yeah, Marv, he goes to he like gets stuck under this shelf of pain he's out of this pain so he gets up and goes to a sink to wash himself off but Kevin has ripped up like a, a car battery to this sink so when he grabs the, like the faucet when he grabs the handles for the faucet he's just getting electrocuted and he's just sitting there he's holding on to it because obviously being electrocuted you just can't let go but he's just sitting there he's just like ah! 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 and then eventually you just see a skeleton, and basically he's just sitting there frying himself, uh, I do want to back up, because there is a scene before this that I absolutely love, and it's, he, um, he tricks basically Tim Curry's character, the Cossiers, and the rest of the staff, that try to catch Kevin, because obviously the credit card's stolen, so they're like, hey, we're gonna catch you, and do whatever, you know, we're gonna we're party of the police or whatever. So Kevin's just like, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't gonna catch me. So he escapes to the hotel room and he puts on this movie that it's like the same movie, it's the same type of movie that he also watched in the first movie, but he puts it on high volume to make the staff think that there's somebody in this room. And I'll just I'll find the clip for you because it's it's a funny scene. I absolutely love it. <laughs>
1: Hold it right there. This is the concierge, sir. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You was here last night, too, wasn't you?
0: So that guy, speaking, is from the movie that Kevin put on.
1: Yes, sir. (coughs) I was. You was here. And you were smooching with my brother. I'm afraid you're mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been spooching with everybody Snuffy, Al, Leo, Little mole with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff.
0: <laughs> One of the guys in this is named Cliff. That's a joke.
1: No, It's a lie. I could go on forever, baby. I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We are looking for a young man. All right. I believe you. But my tummy can't. Don't. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me.
0: <laughs> on your knees. <laughs> so these five people just get down on their knees. And this is a young Rob Schneider, too.
1: I love you!
0: Kevin's losing shit.
1: You gotta do better than that! I,
0: I love, love you. you! That's my favorite Maybe part. Maybe
1: I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm gonna let you go! I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna give you to, you to the, the count, count of three. three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, oh, four-flushing oh, carcass out my door!
0: And then this.
1: <laughs> Stay in your rooms! This is an emergency. There's an insane guest with a gun
0: <laughs> It's just army trolling out of the hallway. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's my favorite part of this whole movie. Um did I finish the plot? No, let's finish the plot and then I'll move on to what I was gonna what I was gonna talk about. Kevin calls the police from a payphone to alert them to the pair's presence and flees towards Central Park. Harry and Marv catch him after he slips on ice and prepare to shoot him, but the pigeon lady shows up and throws a bucket of birdseed onto them, attracting a massive flock of pigeons and incapacitating the pair until the police arrive to arrest them. Kevin slips away, leaving photographic and tape-recorded evidence against Harry and Marv, and Mr. Duncan recovers all the donation money and finds a note from Kevin explaining why he broke the window. Actually, I'm gonna find that clip too, because, you know, just for some uh, added context, you know.
1: Thieves, and we recovered some money. Good, I want to get that money over to the children's hospital as soon as possible. I'll no, handle the person. Ah, oh, thank, thank you very sir. much. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Duncan? Yes. I found this snow. Looks like a kid broke your window. Huh. Dear Mr. Duncan, I broke your window to catch the bad guys. I'm sorry. Do you have insurance? If you don't, I'll send you some money. If I ever get back to Chicago. Merry Christmas, Kevin McAllister. P.S. Thanks for the turtle doves.
0: Such a heartwarming scene. I absolutely love it. Uh, Let's see. Not now, watch. Now is not the time for you to start yapping your flap. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, Mr. Duncan, you know, gets a note from Kevin the family arrives in new york and kate remembering kevin's fondness for christmas trees finds him making a wish at the rockefeller center christmas tree on christmas morning a truckload of free gifts arrives at the McAllister's hotel room sent from a grateful mr duncan for foiling the robbery Kevin reconciles with his family and gives one of his turtle doves to the pigeon lady, cementing their friendship before Peter yells at him from the hotel room for amassing a $967 room service bill. (laughs) I like how both of these movies end with uh, Kevin getting yelled at for something. And I think the film ends with him running away. Then, obviously, uh, credits roll. But how was Home Alone 2 received versus Home Alone 1? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes ha- gives it has an approval rating of thirty five percent based on fifty seven reviews with an average rating of four point five out of ten. Now, unpopular opinion: fuck critic re- critic reviews. Like in some cases, yeah, they're helpful, but when obviously the whole like the general public loves something, but critics are like it's not really that good, then the critics need to shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> um anyway uh the site's critical consensus reads a change of venue and more sentiment sen- sentimentality and violence can't obscure the fact that home alone 2 lost in new york is a less inspired fessimile f- c- m- of its predecessor okay first of all fuck you rotten tomatoes for f- first of all fuck you for using big words and second of all I love Home Alone 2, so your opinion's invalid. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Metacritic gave it a 46 out of 100 based on 22 critics. And uh, Cinema Store gives it a A- on a scale of A plus to F. And I honestly agree with some, like some of these critics. like, I I really love Home Alone 2. I really like Home Alone 2. It is a Christmas staple for me. Uh, again, I have to watch it when my wife is at home, because she just, she's a hater, and I hope she can hear me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Janet Maslin from the New York Times acknowledged that Home Alone 2 may be lazily conceived, but it is staged with a sense of occasion and a lot of holiday cheer. The return of Mr. Culkin in this role is irresistible, even if this utterly natural comic actor has been given little, little new to do. Mr. Pesci and Mr. Stern bring great gusto to their character's stupidity, to the point where they are far funnier just walking and talking than they are being hurt. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree with this whole, this whole, like, credit thing. Just, I really love Home Alone too, and I will say this movie is probably credited as one of my first experiences with Tim Curry growing up. I saw Tim Curry in this before I saw, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and... Uh, pretty much, you know, and and anything else that he was in. Uh, again, you have the random Donald Trump cameo. Uh, this movie, it was, it's just really, really great, and I definitely recommend it to somebody. You know, if somebody needs something to add to their Christmas list, and they don't have Home Alone, I definitely recommend Home Alone. I think both of them are on Disney Plus right now as I speak. Like as I record this episode, they're still up, so who knows when they're, if they're gonna be taken down at all, but I, I would definitely advise Disney against taking it down, because a lot of people really love the first two Home Alones, and I mean, me being included, so, I mean, without, I mean, I'm repeating myself multiple times, but, uh, what else did I say, Home Alone 2 is fantastic, uh, the first Home Alone is great, I prefer Home Alone 2 over the original, and it's just, it's a Christmas classic, what else did I say? Uh, as far as, like, the other Home Alone movies, uh, we don't talk about the Home, uh, the other Home Alone movies. <laughs> I heard one of them is okay, uh, it's, like, the fifth or sixth one, uh, whichever one is called Holiday Heist, but, like, the rest of the Home Alones, they were just kinda cheap cash-ins and definitely not as good as the first two Home Alones. There was a Home Alone uh, Disney, like a new Home Alone movie that they tried to do on Disney Plus. as like a Disney Plus original, but I heard that didn't do as well either. Even if one of the characters in it is from the original movie, uh, I heard Buzz is actually a character that pops up. But Home Alone, this was my introduction to Macaulay Culkin. It's... Like I said, it's a Christmas classic, and I really love it. So, if I had the if I had to grade them, I would give Home Alone an A, and I would give, or I would give Home Alone two an A, and I would give the first Home Alone probably probably a strong B plus, A minus, because while it is good, I like I said, I prefer the second one over the original, but that's my whole thing on home alone and i know other people's opinions are gonna be different so if you have a different opinion about home alone and you you know feel the need to share with me let me know on social medias links in the link tree in the description also you know what are your favorite christmas movies or what's your favorite christmas movie that you have to watch every year for christmas let me know on social medias but i think with that that's gonna do it for this episode i definitely enjoyed as awkward as some of this episode might have sounded i really enjoy talking about home alone because like i said it's my favorite was like my favorite christmas movie of all time uh but with that being said i'm gonna bring this episode to a close more christmasy slash wintry stuff to come this month but i hope you guys are doing positive things out there I hope you guys are taking it easy this holiday season. I know it's a rough time for a lot of people, but, you know, you know, just spread the good vibes. I'll I'll give you, I'll give you some good vibes. So just make sure, you know, you absorb them like a sponge and you spread them out to whoever needs it. Uh, Drink plenty of water. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. And as always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Nerd out. (laughs) Thank <laughs>